Good afternoon, it's uh, January 15th, 2019, and you are listening to the Meat of the Matter podcast with Anthony McWinney, and uh, we are in day 25 of the Trump shutdown of the government, and we are, it's disgusting still, and we're still seeing, uh, we're now starting to see uh, rather um, uh, actual repercussions, folks are having to, you know, get on uh, their unemployment and, and, and things are, you know, really starting to, to hurt folks. Um, and I may talk about that, um, maybe some more tomorrow or the next day. I don't know. Uh, but today I, I want to talk about, uh, something I found interesting and in, from my Facebook feed, uh, a friend of mine who, who I res- love and respect, um, and, and, agree with politically. <laughs> That's the important part. I very much agree with him politically, although he is farther to the left even than me, I think. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> but uh, uh, he had some post up about the, the current administration's um, wranglings and uh, a, a clergy person who was a, a, apparently a, a conservative uh, sort, said something conspiratorial about a past president. I can't remember. It, that's not important. But the important part was this, this person that, that I love and respect and agree with politically uh, came back at this clergy person and said that he couldn't believe that an ordained clergy use the word ordained clergy would uh, would espouse these beliefs these conservative beliefs you know and, and he used it a couple of times ordained clergy you uh, you know saying these things um, now you know like I said I, I agree with him politically I completely disagree with the person who posted the the clergy person who posted um, but it's that use of that term ordained clergy to back up and to sort of, uh, to sort of spit it at them, uh, was, I thought, unfortunate, uh, and at the same time familiar, uh, because I myself have had that exact phrase used on Facebook, uh, in the opposite sense. I had, someone did not like the, the, I don't remember what it was. I just remember them coming at me and saying, ordained clergy should know better than to, than to support whatever liberal thing that I was supporting at the time. Um, and I thought, how interesting. You know, here's one person on one side. Oh, and both, both of them are, are very well-respected and high-powered uh, uh, lawyers, just smart cats, you know, uh, but on different sides of the political spectrum and coming at... Uh, at clergy person, hang on a second. Pause. So my my, I had to take a break there for a second. My my office is right across the the, the tracks, and I'm not sure. Uh, you know, so that's why you were hearing a train in the background. But uh, I'm not sure which side of the tracks I'm on. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I don't know whether I'm on the right side or the wrong side. But um, or in this in the context of this. Uh, uh, conversation this podcast maybe the wrong the right side or the left side right um 
so so this phrase gets gets thrown at clergy people and um and it's when they disagree all of a sudden their their or their ordination comes in to uh the the picture and you know you know all i can think is you know these these two folks that that i'm talking about you know the the one thing that I know of that they could agree that that you know that opponent did right in their lives was to be ordained, and they spit that at them. You know, it's it's a uh, it's a strange thing, and it's a strange ownership that folks have. Uh, that they, you know, that first of all, they they think that all clergy are going to agree with their particular politics, um, and second, that 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 they get to like throw that at them, you know. It's 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 a uh, it's very interesting, um, but so it, it it begs a question for me, you know, I, uh, as a clergy person, do I do that? Of co- and of course, the answer is yes. Of course, I I do. I um I assume that intelligent people are going to agree with my particular politics, and um, and. I, and I'm disappointed when, when priests don't, right? So it makes me question their whatever, their, their holiness, <laughs> right? Just, I mean, I'm just being honest. It, it, it makes me question not necessarily their ordination, but, but maybe, maybe so. I don't know. Um, I guess it makes me question their intelligence and that makes me question everything about them. Instead, instead of before, when I didn't question anything, right? Um, so, I, and I'm seeing this as a fault of mine <laughs> and, it, and, and a fault of folks who do that, right? That, that just because we disagree politically, somehow you know, everything about that person is less than now. And it makes me wonder where I do this all over the place. You know, is it just there? Is it just with clergy people? No, it can't be. Is it with, with it's with everybody. And I wonder if I do this to Jesus, right? I, I wonder, you know, is this somehow borne out in my interpretation of scripture? And so, you know, there's lots of places where I disagree with the words of Jesus, with the, with the, and, and it, you know, my basic understanding of God is that is that God is a, is a loving, forgiving, merciful God, right? He he loves all of us. He wants all of us. He he values all of us, no matter what. And I preach that all the time. <laughs> I preach that message all the time. Hopefully, you never hear me, uh, saying someone else is less than because of whatever their, their beliefs. Um, cause I, I don't, I don't believe that, uh, in, in God's kingdom, right? In the kingdom of heaven. Um, but there are places where I disagree with Jesus, right? Anytime that he's being harsh, pretty much any, any of the, the hard sayings of Jesus, any, anytime that he's employing, uh, um, uh, language that suggests that someone's going to hell uh, or 
not just suggest, but outright goes. Uh, any any of the op- uh, uh, apocalypse, the apocalyptic lit- uh, language, when he uses that, uh, when he starts talking about the end of the age, any anytime he's talking about weeping and gnashing of teeth, you know, um, and now, so what I, what I do is I, as I look at the context and I see the message he's trying to make and I, and I do a, a, a culturally, uh, you know, contextual interpretation where he's talking to a certain group of people in a certain time and the language that they understood, you know, that, that, that maybe their understanding was different than ours whenever he says that uh, someone's going to be cast out. Um, and, and that's, and then I sort of just go past the hard parts, right? So when, when in Matthew 16, uh, he says, uh, Jesus went through one town and village after another, teaching as he made his way to Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, will only a few be saved? He said to them, strive to enter through the narrow door. For many, I tell you, will try to enter and not be able. When uh, once the owner of the house has got up and shut the door, you will begin to stand outside and knock at the door saying, Lord, open to us. Then in reply, he will say to you, I do not know where you come from. Then he will begin to say, we ate and drank with you and you taught in our streets. But he will say, I do not know where you come from. Go away from me, all you evildoers. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth when you see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God and you, you yourselves are thrown out. Then people will come from east and west, from north and south, and will eat in the kingdom of God. Indeed, some who are last who will be first and some who are first will be last. So that, uh, it's, uh, what does it say? And you yourselves thrown out, right? I mean, this is harsh harsh language and it's and it's and it's uh language that that does not jibe with my understanding of god right now you know when i do a full exegesis and i do a sermon on this then i then i talk about how you know this is an exhortation to uh to do the right thing right strive to enter through the narrow door for many i tell you uh, will try to enter and will not be able. And then it's t- and I talk about God's grace, you know, and that that, that it's it's not on their own merit that they'll get in, right? It's through God's grace that they get in. And there's all sorts of ways to get, you know, past the part where he says that if that you're if you're screwing up, then you're then you're not going to make it in, right? The the message doesn't end there, and I know that I understand that, but I wonder how much of it is born out of the same uh, idea that someone I disagree with is wrong, <laughs> right? right? And just like, like the folks using that word, the, the word ordained clergy to, to somehow you know, accuse them of, of something. Um, here's another one from Matthew 16. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and caught fish of every kind. When it was full, he drew it ashore, sat down, and put the good into baskets and threw out the bad. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the furnace of fire where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. 
I mean, how do you explain that away, right? How do you, and, and we do it all the time. I mean, honestly, we, it's, it's not that tough for, for us to say, look, this isn't necessarily about exactly those words. But I wonder how much of it is born, again, out of the, this idea that my understanding of God is the right one, right? The only one. And, and am I doing myself a disservice by not saying, okay, maybe some folks won't get it. What does that mean to me? What does that mean to you? Now, I, I, still, I still don't believe it. <laughs> I still don't believe that, that, that there's this literal furnace of fire and, and, and I, you know, my concept of sin is, is that it's, a, it's, you know, you're going away from the will of God and sort of a literal separation from God and you're, you're sort of doing it to yourself and it's not, it's not really God's um, punishment on you, whereas it's, you know, sin is its own punishment, right? So, so again, you can see I'm, I'm, I'm explaining how, how I don't, you know, my concept of heaven and hell is different than this, right? Um, but what if it is exactly like this? What if there is a, how much of it is my own misunderstanding? Am I going to be surprised? You know, uh, here's another one on divorce, right? Um, which is, is tough, especially for me because I've been divorced. And I sit, then I say to you, he says here, whoever divorces his wife except for unchastity and marries another commits adultery. Right? And this is from Matthew 2. And, and he's, he's responding to Pharisees here. Right? And, and it's really easy for, for me to say, look, this is an answer that he's given to Pharisees who are using these laws to hurt people. Right? So he's coming down harsh on them. It's not necessarily about us. It's not a, this is not a universal thing, except for the fact that he says, whoever divorces his wife, except for unchastity, and marries another, commits adultery. Um, so, but, I mean, I, uh, contextually, I, I firmly believe that, that, that this is not a, about even, even marriage as we understand it. Right? Marriage was very different back then um, but back to where I am to today on this conversation how how much of what we do and, and interpret of the Bible has to do with our own particular bias our biases right how how and how do we know <laughs> you know that that's the that's the important Thing. I mean, we're all going to have our own bias uh, in, in everything that we do. But how do we say, okay, well, you know, I'm a little wrong here. Or, you know, it's harsher than I think. Or, no, I'm really right here and it's not as harsh as you think. Um, or, hey, I need to change a little bit. But I, think, um, I think what we do is we come at it from a position of, of kindness, you know. In, in terms of our conversation with people and, and, you know, in the whole social media world, we, we say, you know, we try to examine our, ourselves and say, you know, was that thing I just said meant to lift up 
<laughs> you know, or was it meant to state my beliefs about what you're saying? Because um, I, I, you know, when somebody says something silly, it's okay to say that was silly what you said. That was that was ridiculous what you said. That was an untruth what you said. But it's not okay to say and you're ugly, <laughs> right? <laughs> Your mother dresses you funny, something like that. It's not. It's not. It's not okay to do that. It, it takes something away from your your argument um, when when you do that, and um, and I and I hope that um, seeing that effect that you know from both sides, right, a, a liberal calling out a conservative and a conservative calling out a liberal, both about their their opposite views and, and like spitting this ordained clergy uh, thing at them should be, uh, I hope it's enlightening to them about themselves, right? It should teach them something about what they, what they think and, and how they think they're allowed to act. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, towards clergy. Because if, if, if he sees that other clergy person's ordination is less valid because of her her beliefs, um, does does that mean that his respect for mine is actually a good thing? You know, uh, or or vice versa. You know, um, so it also brings up the question for me: How do we do this in other ways? You know, do I do I think that lawyers who disagree with my politics are bad lawyers do I think you know yeah I mean maybe uh, I don't know it depends on certain things but um, anyway it's something to be cognizant of as we move forward uh, how we how we interpret um, uh, the politics of another person shouldn't lessen our esteem for their immortal soul or their calling from God. Um, so that's my two cents for today. That's what I've got. I uh, hope everything is well with, in your world. God bless you and talk to you soon.